Hello and welcome to Herald Expressions, where we use words to polish the gem that is the human mind. I'm your host, Jaira the Emerald Emir, and I'm joined today by Meech and Bree. I'll let them introduce themselves again. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Meech, aka Young Drip God, aka Young Juice God, aka Got a BB, Got a BB. I'm excited to be here on this episode tonight. Hey, my name is Bree, aka OBO Seven Souls on Twitter. Uh, uh, thank you guys for joining me again. Uh, today's topic is going to be a big one. Uh, so big, in fact, that I'm splitting it into two recordings. Um, it's going to be two episodes. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the true importance of a soundtrack and whether the quality of a soundtrack can make or break a show or film. Uh, you guys have anything you want to add to it? Uh, no, not really. Well, I don't. Well, I don't have like. Like going off the cuff, I don't really have anything. I mean, once we get more into the convert, like into the, the topic, I I'll have something. Uh, I do like to ask just in case because uh, people might want to comment. Uh, let's first start off by uh, listing uh, some of your favorite soundtracks or some s- soundtracks you might find memorable. Uh, who would like to go first? Well, Grease, I have my favorite soundtracks. Movie soundtracks. Oh, Grease is a good Lion one. Grease. I love it. Like, not a lot of people, but yeah. Grease. Lion King, um, soundtrack. Great. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Mm. Not to interrupt you, but, uh, uh, The Sound of Music, uh, <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. There's a album. <laughs> yeah, Sound of Music. Watched it so many times. I used to do chorus. We used to watch Sound of Music so much. Sound of Music out, but yeah, Sound of Music is great. Great soundtrack. Um, hmm. Willy Wonka. Hard. <laughs> I really think <laughs> I should have wrote this down, but. Game of Thrones has a really great soundtrack. Music. Oh, it's funny you mentioned that because I actually had that on my list of things I was gonna bring up. So yeah, I definitely agree with you. That Game of Thrones soundtrack is uh, iconic at this point, in my opinion. It is from the intro to the music in the show. Dun, 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 dun. Everyone knows that song. You don't even have to watch the show and you know that song. Yeah, those are my few that I can remember. <laughs> I have to. I just. I watch so many movies. Would you like uh, like to go next, Meech? Is this strictly just movies or soundtracks? Uh, movies, uh, uh, TV shows, anime, cartoons, just anything, any anything that has a soundtrack, you can mention. Oh, okay, cool. Absolutely. If it's anything, all right, cool. Bet. Uh, um, <laughs> you can if you'd like to. <laughs> but yeah, um, going off of my uh, soundtracks that I that I enjoyed. Um, Obviously, I gotta throw, I gotta throw Cowboy Bebop in there. I that's honestly what got me into jazz in the first place. Uh, it has an amazing soundtrack. Sword of Samurai Champloo, um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Their soundtrack is amazing, even though it's 
uh, it's honestly just nothing but like trumpets, but it's the way they're able to sink in with every single moment that's on the screen is phenomenal. Um, definitely Avatar The Last Airbender. Their soundtrack yeah. is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naruto, I definitely like uh, Naruto. It's funny. I was just thinking of Naruto as you were, as you were talking. Because like if I say the sad Naruto flute, everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. Well, everyone who's a fan of anime, the, the, that brings to mind a distinct song. Like you could distinctly remember uh, the song that I'm talking about, the sad Naruto flute. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. I got to throw a Dragon Ball Z in there. Growing up on the English dub, those guitar riffs are iconic. Like Spalkner did a great job. Yeah. Um, as far as cartoons go for their uh, soundtracks, I already said Avatar. Um, uh, Boondocks got to throw that. They have an amazing soundtrack as well. Uh, He-Man, Thundercats, Transformers. Oh, yeah. Transformers there's a lot. definitely has a, an amazing soundtrack, the, uh, the, especially like the older Transformers, too. Um, I think, oh, yeah, Samurai Jack, it definitely has an amazing soundtrack. Yes, that 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 uh the opening especially I love that song. Um, what else is it? Uh, I would say uh, Powerpuff Girls actually has a nice soundtrack too for what the show brings to you about three little girls with superpowers. Like anytime I hear them, Laboratory is another good one. SpongeBob, Dexter Laboratory, uh, Kim Possible. You have to bring to mind uh. You can't you can't uh, talk about soundtracks and not talk about the Disney Afternoon soundtracks like Ducktales, uh, uh, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, the Darkwing Ducks, the the what is it? Uh, gummy the Gummy Bears one. I forget the name of that. Uh, uh, Tailspin. Like you have to bring those to mention. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. Danny Phantom also that that has an amazing soundtrack too. Yeah, the Fairly Odd Parents. Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, uh, are you still going, Meech? Uh, no, nah, that's that's pretty much all I've got for as far as naming a couple. Yeah, those are some of my uh, favorite soundtracks that I've listened to. Would you like to uh, add, add to that, Bree, or uh, can I go first? Uh, you know because we pretty much the same. Uh, I have a, a few written down, like uh, each mentioned a few of them, but so you have to you have to mention uh, Batman the animated series, uh, Justice League the animated uh, version, uh, Static Shock, mm-hmm. uh, Guardians yeah, of the I'm Galaxy in terms of movies, like that soundtrack was yep. iconic. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther, Captain America, uh, Iron Man, uh, Game of Thrones you mentioned earlier. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, I'm gonna bring in some soundtracks from uh, uh, K dramas because I'm not sure if you guys know, so I'm gonna just preface that. But uh, Goblin mm-hmm. is a really good one. It's an iconic one. If you you're a fan of uh, Korean dramas, you know exactly the the show I'm talking about. Uh, Descendants of the Suns, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Star Wars, Cowboy Bebop was mentioned earlier. Uh, Casablanca. Uh, Kentucky Hitman Reborn has a really good one, and then like Disney soundtracks just in general. Like, uh, you mentioned a lot of the shows, but you have to mention like Tarzan, uh, Lion King, 
yeah. Mulan, Hercules, pretty much oh, any any yeah. Disney movie, the soundtrack is iconic. They they do their job when it comes to making music that is catchy and memorable and like they'll be singing it for generations. That's pretty much what they try to have happen. Tarzan and, and Hercules have an underrated soundtrack. It really did. It's because I feel like Hercules in general as a movie, it still did well, but it doesn't get its due in terms of like people prefer like the Mulans or the Tarzans or the Lion Kings or the Little Mermaids and they don't really give uh, Hercules the shine again. So. Who y'all been hanging out with? What? <laughs> I, I mean, like, Hercules people mention it, but it doesn't get mentioned as much, is my saying. Yeah, it doesn't get mentioned as much. Like, people right, because always I, mention, like, Lion King. They don't always mention yeah. Hercules. Like, people always mention Mulan, or they'll mention Aladdin, or they'll mention the yeah, Beauty uh, and the Beast. I forgot to mention that last circle of friends, because people I knew, they say Hercules is a top three, no cap. I would, see, I would agree with you. And, and I, I, I'm not bring rope because like people they don't it's not that they dislike the movie, they just they prefer other ones over it. You know what I mean? It doesn't I feel like it should get more more of its due, in my opinion. Me too. I like that's the first time I even heard that. Like I didn't know people in your guys' circles didn't like Hercules that much. Because where I'm from, niggas love Hercules. I mean, people like it. It's just in terms if they had to do like top ten, it would probably be towards the the bottom of most people's top tens. Is from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I first pers- I personally would put it in the top five in terms of like enjoyment and like songs and and like the the, the character arc, everything. I would put it in the top ten. I mean, top five, mine personally. But um, wait, I, I got sidetracked. What was I gonna say? <laughs> Oh, uh, in terms of like uh, mentioning other ones from like anime, uh, Big O is another one. Uh, Space Dandy. Uh, there's a lot of iconic ones from the uh, Akira soundtrack you have to mention. Um, yep. Uh, in terms, One Piece soundtrack has to be mentioned. Uh, there's a lot of them. Oh, definitely. I cannot believe I forgot it, but Yu Yu Hakusho. You have to mention Smile Bomb is still a bomb. Old, even though it's old, it still hits. <laughs> I I have to mention a few Gundam uh, soundtracks because you know I'm a Gundam stan. I'm I'm really into it. Uh, G Gundam Wing, mm-hmm. uh, all of them like the original Gundam. Like you have to mention those ones in terms of like ones that I personally think are great and should be mentioned more. Um, moving on to the the next question. Uh, in your your guys's opinion, how how would you rank the importance of a soundtrack versus the other elements of a show or a TV or a movie in terms of how popular it gets? Like, say, for example, uh, there's a great show. Do you think the soundtrack is the most important thing? Do you think the story? Do you think the, the, the casting? Do you think, like, how would you rank those things? Okay. Um, if we're talking, since this is strictly about the soundtrack, um, mm-hmm. I tell you the soundtrack part of an of, of a show it, it definitely up there like in the top three that most important because you can have a great story you can have great characters all you want but it's something about the soundtrack that brings people in that are like okay there's something special about this because people usually have like the tv 
or any type of film, you get drawn in. I think like more so people get drawn in more so based on the soundtrack and the setting of what the theme is for the movies. Like the, uh, mo- the, the, the music sets the mood, you say. You're saying yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because like could you imagine like take like Star Wars, like yeah. the most iconic franchise of all time. If you take out that score that they have, I don't think you get the John Williams is a guy. That man has made so many iconic soundtracks. Like he's been in the the game since like the the late sixties, and he's just been pumping them out and out. Like he has Star Wars, Superman, uh, Jurassic Park is him. Like he just make he does though encounters of the third kind. Like he he made oh Indiana Jones. Like you could just keep rattling him off. Like he just makes great music. And he really sets exactly. It's kind of like, like I said, I'm, I'm a fan of sequels personally, but like a lot of people dislike it. But the one part that everyone universally agrees is great is that soundtrack, like the Duel of Fate. That song will go. People will put that song on. You're immediately in that mood to watch like a cool ass lightsaber battle. Like, so uh, I definitely agree with the the setting of the mood. You continue. Sorry, I kind of like went off on my own little tangent. <laughs> yeah, and it also helps um, solidify like the character, like the theme of like the characters. You feel me? Like you mm. have, um, like say, example for, with Batman. Like not a lot. Like nev- not everybody is into comic books like that. But when they hear that, like Batman has an iconic theme. That whenever he's on screen, it's like okay, you know, like the Batman is about to show up, and that's like uh, his, the representation uh, of his just character. To, just to clarify the the term I think you're looking for is a uh, late motif. It's a it's a piece of music that's assigned to a specific character. So whenever that character like appears on screen, they play this little piece of music, and that says, "Oh, Luke is on the screen now," or "Oh, Batman is here." Like that's that's the concept. Uh, the late motif. I didn't know that. <laughs> the music there, so like that stuff. Like uh, I love that kind of stuff. I love uh, learning about it. So um, yeah, that's what that concept is. It's a late motif. Like say for instance, uh, um, uh, there's a piece of music that plays whenever uh, Naruto put, comes on the screen. That's his uh, late motif. Like you may not like know the word, but you know the concept. Like you hear that piece of music, you you expect to see Naruto. So like sometimes uh, people. Uh, Filmmakers or like TV show makers will will, will play that leitmotif, and then you'll you'll be looking for the character, and then they use it as a dramatic suspense. Like the character's not there. Like like they train you to expect that character to show up when this piece of music shows up. Mm. Okay. That's that. just a little bit of like film theory I I picked up. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's new. I'm gonna use that word. <laughs> Definitely using it. Uh, are you? Are you? Uh, do you want to have anything else to add, Meech? Um, I have one more thing going back to like the, with the um, the going back with the soundtrack. It. I definitely do agree that it is like, it's in that top three range of most important things because, like I said, you could. Like a great writer already knows what they want to have on, 
to like they and they have their vision of what they want on paper, on screen, intact, no question about it. They already have the the settings, the themes of their characters, where they want this to take place. But it's, it's rare that it's rare that a art that a director knows the type of soundtrack that they want to implement into this into their film. And so when you have like when so when these film directors when they get together with these people who have had like decades of experience of making masterpieces that'll last the test of time and when they start to come coexist, you really get more of an emphasis on who these characters are in the uh, setting that they're in. And it really brings out like the best of the best of these characters in their in the moments where they shine through or the moments mm. where they're going through a situation in life that's like say like a, the death of a best friend. It's like a yeah. soundtrack is needed to help uh, help the audience replicate the emotions that we are led to perceive that are led to being perceived on screen. Yeah. Oh, I just sorry, Bree. Before you go, I just remembered. I want to say two things first. Uh, we kind of forgot to mention video game soundtracks, and I can't believe we can't forgot to mention them because video game soundtracks are just as iconic. Like when you hear that Mario Mario soundtrack, or you hear that Zelda soundtrack, Castlevania, or uh, even like Metal Gears of War, or Uncharted, or any of these older like video game series series, you had to like bring it to mention like these. These tunes are uh, stuck in your head. Like, uh, it's so iconic that like uh, these soundtracks and these uh, sound effects are being used to create music. Like, uh, artists are being inspired. Like, if you hear that uh, Mario One Up sound in a song, you immediately think of Mario. And then later you're like, oh, this is cool. This this is an artist that's uh, of a similar generation as me. They played similar things. So you have to bring definitely have to bring uh, video game soundtracks into the, the discussion. Video games are a form of art in themselves as well. And then um, kind of along the lines of like what Meech was saying in terms of like, uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy earlier, and that's like a stressing one I want to focus on because like uh, James Gunn, the director of that, is writing the movie scripts. He says he makes the soundtrack. Like he'll make this, he'll get a set of songs, he'll listen to them, he'll cross out songs and he'll add in songs and then once he has his songs and sets the mood, then he'll start the write, writing process and then he'll drop in the song. So like the songs, rather than something that are added after the fact, like after you already wrote the story or after you already made the character arcs, the character arc is built around the music is how he does it. And that's why I feel like Guardian of the Galaxy's uh, soundtrack did s- hit so well with the movie itself because the, the music was the driving force of the character. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can go now, Bree. I just wanted to mention that point. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, um, I'll rank it about. Hmm, it's top three, but it could be two or three. Mm-hmm. To me, it could be two or three because music can not only it it sets the tone for a scene. And it can evoke emotion as well while watching a scene because, you know, uh, movies, TV, anime, all of it's a visual medium. So, you know, um, when a music, like some music is cued, 
for a certain scene, like a sad scene or a happy scene, you can feel that emotion through the music as well. Like, especially if it's a really, like somebody died in a scene and they play this music or the up-tempo music is a fight scene. Like you can feel like the rush. Like music can give a feeling when you visually, like, especially when you watch something that's very visual. Mm. It can give you that auditory medium as well. Music is very, very important when portraying certain scenes and stuff like that. It gives certain cues, like especially with sad scenes, those are cues, good cues for stuff. But I probably rank it about number two because that's very, very important. Because you got to have good music because that's what makes us. It helps with shows and all that stuff. So that's a lot. Like if the show ain't good, if the music is decent, people are going to remember. If the if it's you have both, is people gonna remember both? Like bebop, like the show is good and the music is remembered for both. Mm. Lion King, Grease, and all that stuff. But music is very, very important, especially if it's it, it helps trigger that emotion mm. for certain scenes. Especially if something impactful happens to this, a character, you gotta have that music that kind of gives some emotion to it. But yeah, that's that's what I got. Um, to to answer the question uh, myself. Uh, in terms of how I would rank it, I would go the sto- the character, excuse me, the story and how like the characters are written. That's that's the first thing. Um then I would go probably uh soundtrack is second. Like mm-hmm. and then I would go uh the casting, like who you get to either uh play the character or voice the character depending on what medium you're using. Um then I would go uh pacing, the pacing of whatever a medium you're using like uh cartoon video game whatever the pacing is the fourth and then i would go uh the style like the artistic style or the the visual style you use for the show like people don't really tend to kind of forget style but like every show or every t uh cartoon or every uh, video game whatever it may be has its own style associated with it it may not be a style you think of may not be something you really know, but like it has a style. Like Office has a style. Uh the Guardians of the Galaxy, they have a style. Uh Mario has a style. Like when you see it, you think, oh that's from Guardian of the Galaxy or oh that's from the Office or oh that's from whatever it may be. So I that that's how I would rank the the, the categories in terms of my thing. Um I feel like uh like you guys are saying uh, the soundtrack is extremely important. Like um it sets the mood or like when it's supposed to be a fight scene, like the the music gets you going, it gets you frenetic. Or when it's supposed to be a sad moment, it slows down. It it has these these soft spots. Oh, knowing when to have a moment of silence is probably the best part of a soundtrack. Knowing like sometimes there are moments where you don't need sound, and that's the best part of a soundtrack. If that that may sound like uh that may sound uh uh oxymoronic or like counterintuitive but I feel like that's the best part when a sound editor or a, a musician or whoever makes these decisions knows when a good moment when to just have the music drop out or drop down low and just like really let the yeah. this, the scene soak in on its own merit that's that's something that I feel like is really important Um, so that's how I would rank it Mhm. What was the worst soundtrack y'all ever heard, or soundtracks that you didn't really like? Oh wow, worst one. I don't even know if Damn. I, 
I don't I don't really remember terrible soundtracks. <laughs> to be honest, I'm like, damn, that was garbage. And then you move on. <laughs> yeah, I, I never watched a show or or like experienced a movie where I felt the soundtrack just didn't fit with it. Obviously, there were there were mm-hmm. some that I liked more than others. Say the soundtrack was flat out bad. I don't think that's ever. I don't think I ever that's- went. That you mentioned, I was gonna ask about that uh, later on. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, actually, that was the next question. But uh, do you do you guys want to move on to the, the next? Sorry, question, I took the do you guys want to move on to the next question then? Um, yeah, we. Yeah, yeah that's fine. I the, the question was: uh, What are some shows or movies you think? Succeeded because of the soundtrack, or and then vice versa. Uh, what are some shows or movies or whatever you have you you feel like are head back held back by a subpar soundtrack? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man, because that's like because like, if the story is already um, uh, Cowboy Bebop, I won't say it succeeded only because of the soundtrack, but it's. The soundtrack is a very integral part of that show. Like when you think about Cowboy Bebop, you think about you think about the characters, and then you think about the soundtrack. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I think that's probably. Um, like for me, uh, Game of Thrones is probably another one. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is another one. I think believe succeeded because of the soundtrack. Um, Black Panther. Uh, Suicide Squad, I feel like, made a lot more money than it would have normally because it had a great soundtrack and like very good music direction. Um, what 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 are some uh, shows or things that you think uh, succeeded? It doesn't just have to be movies or like uh, TV shows. You can also bring in soundtracks. Excuse me, uh, video games and all these other media like anime, all these. Um, I think. See, that's like a subjective thing, but like I, I'll say I'll answer the question. Yeah, subjective thing. Like, I think. Um, besides the story of Avatar, I think the soundtrack for that series alone definitely like made made some noise. And but like hey, this, not only is this like a great story, but there's like an awesome, amazing soundtrack, and it's crazy because I haven't watched that show since it ended, literally. But I still remember some of those iconic tunes in those movements. It's weird to think about, but it's been 12 years since that show ended. Because <laughs> it ended in 2008. Yes. It's been, it's been 12 years in the <laughs> And, like, it's funny, wow. you know, because, like, as soon as you said Avatar, some of the music started playing in my head, especially, like, that opening, the, 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 the flutes. Like, that intro where the flutes are playing and they're doing like the little martial arts uh, demonstration, that, that music started came, coming into my head. That and the scene where um, Azula and Zuko are fighting the, Ag- the final Agni Kai. Yeah. The series finale. That and Iroh's Leaves from the Vines. So. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of iconic tracks you could uh, you could talk about um, for that from that series. That show has really like I don't think that show gets enough credit for its soundtrack. Like to me, like I never really hear people praise the soundtrack more so just to show itself have a great story, but the soundtrack is phenomenal. 
that that's kind of it's kind of why I, I I wanted to talk about this topic because I feel like uh people don't give uh soundtracks their due in terms of how important they are. Um, I feel like soundtrack, like I said, it's probably the number two on my list in terms of how important it is to the the success of a show because like whenever there's a successful show there's there's music attached to it that you can remember like there's always a song you might remember from batman the animated series there's always a song you remember from game of thrones or from uh avatar the the movie version or from um uh terminator there's always that song that you can remember like if someone mentions scarface there's a song you remember from it Someone mentions uh, singing in the rain or with uh, uh, the Wizard of Oz or any of these other things. There's always at least one or two songs that you can remember. Pokemon. That's another one that has like just an iconic set of music. Like every game has their its own great soundtrack, and like you can just listen to the music from Pokemon. You don't even have to be a fan of like video games. Like if I put on like a few Pokemon tracks and like didn't tell you it was from a video game. Uh, there's a lot of those songs where you'd be like, you just be vibing, like, oh, this is a pretty good song. Like, where, where is this from? You're like, oh, it's from Pokemon. They're like, what? That nerd stuff? Like, yeah, they make really good music. Um, another Sonic, Sonic Advance. Okay, Sonic Advance. Yes. Sonic Hero. Sonic Heroes. Uh, rolling around at the speed. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the, like those, those, like that video game put me onto like pop punk. Like I had heard some of it. Like I would have heard like the Green Days and stuff like that. But like, like that soundtrack especially put me onto like some of these early two thousand pop punk bands. And like you'd be playing the game and you'd be terrible because you're a kid and you would lose and you would like play it over. As you were doing that, the song was absorbing into your head and like. You were playing it over and over again and like not even realizing it. Um yep. another good one uh is uh I don't know if you guys have seen the show uh, Legion on FX. No. That's oh you guys de- I definitely have to recommend you watch Legion. It is it I won't say it's like oh it's like the greatest show ever, but it is definitely something that needs to be mentioned. It's up there in terms of like its visual style, it's Use of lights, it's use of uh, camera angles, it's use of music and setting the tone. Just f- fucking impeccable, in my opinion. Um, but like, like there, <laughs> there's uh, this one scene. Uh, I won't s- explain all of it, but just know that there's a, a Bollywood uh, dance. Like, you know, I don't know if you guys know what Bollywood movies are like, but like, there's a song yeah. inspired. There's a song and dance scene inspired by like Bollywood movies. And it's fucking amazing. Like the way they light it, the way they, they uh, the dancing, the, the music, it's just amazing. So I definitely would recommend you guys check out Legion. And for nothing else, like it's just a great show. But like in terms of like the soundtrack, it's a great soundtrack. Um, they, they use the songs that they have at very opportune moments to set the mood, to, to give you the character, uh, the help uh, strengthen the characters, like feelings and stuff like that. So. Music Planet from Sonic Advance too is like my favorite thing. I don't know why. I hear it in my head right now as I said that. that even the crazy. even the song from uh, when you were tending to the like the Chow, you know, you remember that song? Mm-hmm. Like in the Chow Garden, like I remember that song distinctly. Like now that you mention it, 
Like it's popping back into my head. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I'm trying to think of some more video games. Video games really do be having some really. Metroid. Uh, you have to mention uh, Smash has a great one. The the Smash series from uh, Nintendo. Uh, there's a whole lot of video games like GTA. The GTA soundtrack, yeah. the 2K soundtracks, um, even Madden has great soundtracks. Um, Gotta throw in, uh, what was it? The, the, yeah, the Halo soundtrack. The Halo, Halo. soundtrack. Oh, yeah. yeah, Halo. You have to mention Halo. Uh, Devil May Cry has great soundtracks. Um, hmm. Now that I think about it. Oh, kind of Final Fantasy series, like they have. Fantasy. How did we not mention Final Fantasy? Yeah, <laughs> we're slack. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of Final Fantasy as the game, but like I can't deny like those soundtracks. They get me hyped, and I'm not even playing the game. I always watch my sister play the game. I just mm. sit there bouncing to, to the scenes. I'm like, <laughs> yo, because it just it draws you in, and they're just so over the top and like font, like like it's mm. like, and it's just they just, just pull you in, especially when you want your like your older sibling to beat the game too. It's yeah. like, oh, don't do this, don't do that, and you just you just get so. Uh, it brings uh, you back to that. It brings you back to that time when you were like little. Yeah. Oh, definitely. We mentioned uh, Disney earlier, but Nintendo is the Disney of like the video game world in terms of like. The way they do things, the way, especially with their soundtracks, it's their soundtracks are especially like I mentioned Pokemon. You have to mention Mario, uh, Metroid, Zelda, Donkey Kong, like Splatoon, or recent stuff like Splatoon. Uh, Arms has a great soundtrack. Uh, you know, you have to mention them. Even the, the soundtrack, people don't mention the console, the music from consoles, like. Everyone knows this PlayStation startup sound. Everyone knows the GameCube startup sound. Everyone knows like the, the Wii music, like when you're in the lobby. Duh, 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 like, like that's the soundtrack too. Like, just within the itself, built into the con the console is that soundtrack. Like you have to mention these things. Mm-hmm. Music is part of everything. It really is. Like you don't people don't realize like uh, music is. And integral th- part of uh, human uh, communication. People think that uh, scientists uh, theorize that before we had a spoken language, we had music. Like we 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 would sing to ourselves until like as a singing grew out of uh, you know like animals have these uh, warning systems. Like people would have like certain vocalizations, and then eventually, once uh, we had more time. We turn those vocalizations into music. And then once we have that music of like the singing, we eventually started to communicate through languages, like making words and stuff like that. That's that's the theory. Yeah. Well, they say music is a universal language. So. Like everyone, like you, you don't. Ha- you can play a, a bit of music. Doesn't matter whatever language you you speak. But if you play a few notes from a song, people from all over the world can tell you that song. Instantly, like if you play a, a Drake song and you play like a few notes from a Drake song, people from like Austria could tell you, Oh, that's from Drake. Here's a song, and here's when he released it. Or you can play a song from like Prince, 
and like play a few notes and people will be oh that's purple rain i love that song i remember i used to be blah 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 blah, blah. and this is the first time i heard that song rest in peace prince like music is a great unifier in terms of things like that Definitely, because you could—you don't even have to speak the language. It could teach people about the language a little bit too while listening. You, because they—I remember like watching some interviews about like rappers going like Europe and stuff and places that don't speak hardly any English, but they know the words. They'll say all the words to the song, like or or music at sporting events, especially like um, like there are certain songs you know put, get played at uh, sporting events, like Seven Nation Army is played all over the world. Like that's people you may not even know about the white stripes, but you know that song, or you know, uh, Ole, 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 like you know that song, the songs they sing in yeah. like sporting events. Mm-hmm. You're right, that's yeah, true, that is so true. It's crazy that music can do that, even if you don't speak, like, just be watching anime too, like. The Japanese openers that like we might not even speak Japanese. I don't know a lick of Japanese, but I'll be singing along. I'll just be vibing, <laughs> just absolutely vibing. Like um, yeah. uh, especially uh, a song I really like, uh, "Flying in the Sky" from uh the op- first opening from G Gundam. I have no idea what that man is saying, but I sing it with my whole heart because that song is a vibe. It just makes you feel happy. Makes you wanna. You know, punch punch a gun. Another like, uh, it makes you want to uh, punch another Gundam in the face and be like, "Yeah, I'm the best at what I do." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mace, do you have uh, anything you'd like to add to that? Um, honestly, y'all pretty much covered everything with that question. You know, I was just sitting here listening. Mm-hmm. Theme is my favorite from Shampoo. Like that song they played. I don't know what episode it is, but they play it. I sing it every time. I don't know what she says, but I try. I, I know I'm pronouncing it wrong when I say it in Japanese, but I love the song. So oh, you talk about you talk about Shampoo when the old lady starts singing. Not that one. That's episode 14, 13. Ah, I think it was. No, it was episode twelve. When they were, it was a recap episode, and they were um, reading Fu's diary. I'm trying to remember the name of the episode, but they were at it was episode twelve. I just remember it. So they play it right at the end, and it's like Fu's theme, kind of play off Fu's name, like Fu, but it's not to play off her name a little bit. But it's like a R&B lo-fi hip hop type of song that she's singing on. It's like an R&B song. It's, I love it. It's like one of my favorite songs. Oh, okay. In the podcast. Yu Hakusho, like this sad the the op to Yu Hakusho, the English one. I don't really like the Japanese one to that one. I listen to it. I mean, it's it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that, but um, like some people prefer like uh, I'm one of the people that prefer the the dub versions of like certain openings towards the, like the Japanese version, like uh, Yu Yu Hakusho or uh, the opening of Rurouni. Excuse me, Rurouni uh, Kenshin. Uh, there's a Japanese. I didn't realize it was the song, same song until like I was trying to like watch uh, rewatch uh, that show on like Crunchyroll. And, like I heard the Japanese version, I was like, oh, this is something. Like it's it's not bad because that's the original version, but I prefer the version in English. Like uh, I don't 
the and the funny part is like the Japanese singer is probably a technically better singer, but I just prefer the the rendition by the American artist. And like oh, it's Pokemon is a, a iconic Pokemon. Oh yeah, that's a definitely definitely iconic. Like no, what? I didn't even know how the white person that. Oh, y'all gonna hate me for this? A lot, a lot of anime fans, but like, I love the One Piece rap. That is my shit. <laughs> it is a guilty pleasure. I love that. A lot of people fucking hate it. They're like, it's not the Japanese opening, and it it doesn't always have to, some some things can be original. Like you, it's good to it's always good to uh, be creative and add new things. Like you don't have to like it. Oh, people definitely don't like the the GT rap. That one I don't like much as a One Piece rap, but it, I also that's another guilty pleasure. The the, the Dragon Ball GT. Welcome to a grand tour, grand tour. <laughs> that shit makes me laugh every time I see, every time I just listen to it. Bro, I was like, they really got away with this. Who's the man? I that. It is not a good song at all, but I love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know when you can have, you know when you can have a piece of media that you know is not good, but you still love it. That is the grand tour song. Welcome to the grand tour. Is that that piece of media for me? Like, oh, this is fucking awful, and I enjoy the hell out of it. <laughs> I, was, I was so confused because, like, yo, what is this rapping? Because then in the Japanese uh, opening, or like besides Dragon Ball, but Dragon Ball Z, they didn't have words; they had like guitarists and everything. So when you go from that, you transition to this this corny rap. You went from. Dragon Ball Z to Welcome to the Grand Tour, Grand Tour, Welcome to the Grand Tour, Dragon Ball GT. I'm like, oh, the Dragon, the Dragon Ball, like the the OG Dragon Ball series, like uh, the one where Goku was a child. That's another great opening. I love that. I love the soundtrack from. How can say I? I like the soundtrack for uh, Dragon Ball, the series as a whole, especially. Um, like, there's this one song uh, uh, from Frieza, the Resurrection F. What is it? You know the one I'm talking about when Frieza comes to the planet and it's like a, it's like a, a death metal song? It's like... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Ah, damn, I forget. I, I went and I searched it out because I like, this, I like that song so much. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's like that was like a freeze, a freeze, a freeze. That that's all. I love that song especially. Uh, and then it made me go and seek out that band and that and listen to more of their stuff. So I appreciate the, I appreciate stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Gohan when he turns Super Saiyan two. Oh, and uh, uh, Ikari, uh, excuse me, uh, Saiyan's rage or whatever. Um, the one where like the the bird dies. Mm-hmm. And then he like said that like that that iconic uh sound and that that uh so that you associate with the uh, Gohan snapping like I forget there's this one sound effect where like it's like a pen drop a, a pin drop or something and that's to symbolize oh Gohan has like lost control of himself he's like completely given into a rage and like mm-hmm. like that's an, like, another iconic one um. Uh, the first time, uh, Goku becomes a Super Saiyan. Like that. Too. 
So uh, there, there's the, these moments that you associate with this music. Like that brings me into my uh, next point. Uh, do you think that uh, soundtracks get their fair share of the credit in terms of like, um, I feel like a lot of people don't really give soundtracks the amount of credence they deserve for how integral to a story they are. No, sometimes it depends. Mm-hmm. Series, I think me, because like some series get their credit, and then some series won't get their credit for it. Like Avatar, I believe, doesn't get credit for a soundtrack, but you know, Bebop, you know, not only gets story, you know, credit for story, it gets credit for having a phenomenal, memorable soundtrack. Same goes for Shampoo and a few other shows, but not every show gets that credit for having a phenomenal soundtrack. It's also Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It gets his credit for having a great soundtrack, but not as much as like Bebop. Mm. But that soundtrack was really, really well done as well. But like, because the time period, like the way they did the music was very um, orchestra, like orchestra, orchestral, classical, or te- orchestral. Perfect. <clears throat> I could think of the word, but <laughs> that word. And um, like, it's really like some shows get the credit and some shows don't get the credit. But that's it. Really depends on who's really paying attention and gives the credit to the soundtrack really as much. Because Game of Thrones soundtrack is like. You know, even though it faltered at the end, the soundtrack was still good. Like, that was, like, like throughout, like, certain scenes where there's, like, fighting scenes or um, they, they're upping the music, like, constantly, the violins going harder like, in the song. But I love the Game of Thrones soundtrack just because, like, but I don't think it gets, it got nominated before for a soundtrack, but I don't think it won anything. <laughs> Really? But um, yeah, I think it did. Don't quote me. I could be wrong. I mean, I was gonna say like that. That soundtrack is iconic. Like I'm trying to think of like what show would have like a better soundtrack that was airing at the same time. None, to be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. None. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be honest. None. Like live action wise, nope. Nope. That was probably the best live action soundtrack I've heard from a TV show. Because not a lot of live action TV shows, um, cable network TV shows put a lot of effort into the soundtracks as much as like, you know, movies. Movies would put a lot of effort, even though some movies don't do it as well if they're not good movies. But, um... Yeah. If you have a bad soundtrack, I don't think you're going to be a good movie. <laughs> like, the one yeah, thing... Right at, at the very least, you should focus on making a good soundtrack. <laughs> Yeah, if you can't do that, uh, uh you'll sell something. Because, like, <laughs> like, Disney movies, they're always, if you notice Disney movies, especially, like, the ones See, that are... Disney um, will actively seek out, like, popular artists to, like, to control yeah. the whole soundtrack. Like, even with their, like, movie soundtracks, like, uh, uh, Black, Kendrick Lamar did the soundtrack for Black Panther, and that movie was number one in the country for a long time, and then it was... It was nominated for a Grammy. It was nominated for an Oscar. Um, yeah. Like that. What back when they were in like their nineties, like Renaissance, they would have like Elton John or uh, Phil Collins or all these other artists make us. Uh, they did a good job on that. They would have them like track for that movie. Yeah, but see, they did such a good job with those soundtracks that you wouldn't even know that's their original work. Mm. That's how great they did on those soundtracks. Like, well, Tarzan, you know, because like Phil Collins sings on that soundtrack, and you people know exactly who Phil Collins. He has a very distinctive voice. Like, uh, 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 
Boy and Man, I believe, is the song title, is the one he sings. And like, yeah, from Tarzan. Like, I knew Phil, I was a fan I knew who Phil Collins was. It's like, people from our generation don't really know Phil Collins that well, because like, he's more of our parents' generation. But like, I, you knew his voice, and from nothing else, from that, that soundtrack, uh, Tarzan. Tarzan soundtrack. That's another good thing about soundtracks. Like I was mentioning before, uh, it allows you to seek out things that you might not have known if otherwise. Like if I hadn't heard uh, Phil Collins singing on that Tarzan soundtrack, I might have never have checked out uh, Phil Collins or or uh, Genesis or Peter Gabriel, who who used to be the the band leader of Genesis. All these other things that were associated that I went and I seeked out because like. Oh, I like Phil Collins. I like the way he sang on Tarzan. I'm going to go... Oh, by the way, he also did the soundtrack for Brother Bear. He did Tarzan and Brother Bear. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> I love Brother Bear. I love... But, like, I would never have, like, sought those things out. Like, Brother Bear is a sort of one that's sort of underrated. <laughs> and I remember watching that movie as a kid. Love Brother Bear. Brother Bear would answer our really solid... Disney movies, and I don't think it's so overlooked constantly. Yeah, it didn't do that well at the box office, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, it didn't do well. Because Brother Bear 2 was on DVD, right? Uh, Brother Bear 2, DVD. I believe, was a direct-to-movie sequel. <laughs> but it's very rare for <laughs> Disney movies to get an on-screen sequel. They, they don't really like to do that. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Um, That's weird, because Pixar did a lot of sequels stuff, but, like, you're right, because Aladdin had a lot of sequels. Like he had one it, with his dad. That one. I was think, like, uh, if you think about it, it's uh, the only ones that actually made it to theaters were like Lion King two, that a sequel, um, in theaters, and then uh, Frozen. Oh yeah, I think those are the only yeah. two that had on made it to movie theaters sequels. I'm trying to really think. Yeah, I think those are the only two: Frozen and um, Lion King. The rest of them, they, they got shunted to straight to DVD. <laughs> I think Lion King 2 was DVD, though, wasn't it? No, Lion King 1 and a half was straight to DVD. Lion King 2 did actually make it to theaters. I don't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, but that... Uh, right. Crap. The Lion King 2 has a great soundtrack, too, by the way. I love Lion King. Uh, I, I want to mention... Uh, I, I thought of some soundtracks that uh, I want to mention as well. Uh, Fully Cooly, like that's a great soundtrack that people don't really think about. Uh, Tengen, Toppin, Gurren Langan, another great soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like those are shows that, uh, uh, well, the stories were pretty good, but the soundtrack uh, pushed them up over the top. Yeah. Uh, Meech, you haven't really been saying anything. It's kind of just been being brief. Uh, would you like to, to add to this? Yeah, I'll I'll give my best input. I mean, y'all carrying the conversation. Uh, No, no, I'm sorry. I said that weird. I just wanted to hear from you as well. No, no, it's cool. Um, but going back to the question. Uh, wait a minute. What was it? You said. Uh, do you do you believe uh soundtracks uh get their fair share of the credit in terms of how important they are? to a story, excuse me, to a show's success? Like, um, like, a, do you feel like if a great sh- show has a great soundtrack, do you feel like the 
soundtrack gets as much credit as it should get? Oh, uh, going by that question. Yeah, I think um, if you're going by like a great show or movie, video game or whatever, I think if you're so invested into said movie, show, or game, you'll notice how like all the other little things that make it so great but I think the soundtrack is what is one that will stick out to people the most because that's the, the like I said, the soundtrack is what helps engage the people into like, um, like you feel like a more, you get like a closer connection between you and what's in front of you based on the soundtrack because the soundtrack sets up every single mood that you're going to experience throughout each film or throughout the certain moments in the video game, or just in a regular TV show. It's how it helps build that in anticipation and the payoff for whenever they want you to feel a certain type of an emotion. Like like I said, uh, going back with um with Star Wars, like I like I don't know any other franchise that has like a more iconic soundtrack than Star Wars. And I'm not even a Star Wars fan like that. Like, I know about Star Wars. But anytime one of those soundtracks, anytime one of those themes hit on the screen, you're like, you just become invested in it, regardless if you're a fan or not. Like, if you're a long-time fan, a new-time fan, just seeing what the lore about Star Wars is all about, or just somebody who just wants to enjoy a good movie, the soundtrack is what's going to get the audience into Point blank period. Now, there are, I, I will say, there are some shows that don't get as much credit, even though they do have an amazing soundtrack. I think that's more so just, I think that's just more so because people tend to focus on what's in front of them. And like, they're, because there's people that are more invested in the story than as opposed to having yeah. an amazing soundtrack to help carry that. Story. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like a subjective. Yeah. And people send to like if I have a great they almost character, they almost zone out the music because they're focusing yeah. more on the character arcs or or how the story plays out. Yeah, it's just like oh, I have a great story in front of me, amazing characters, cast of characters. Sure, the music's cool, but I'm just more focused on what's in, like the the premise of the plot. You feel me? Not yeah, that's not, nothing to take away from the soundtrack, but it's just I think that's just more so like a a personal thing with a lot of people. Because mm. I, 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 there have been times where, like, I feel like I was just so focused on when I was watching, like, when I'm watching the series, I'm just so focused on the plot because I'm interested in what these characters are like, how they're going to develop. That sometimes the soundtrack it plays, but I'm not really resonating with it. And I, uh, as opposed to like somebody else who's watching the same show as me, and they're able to uh, instinctively, like, distinguish, oh, this soundtrack is something special. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just more so, um, like I said, it's a subjective thing and a personal thing, and it's more so, I think it has to do with, like, how quickly one is able to catch on to, like, when they feel something is, like, a, like a stroke of genius. And we all have different moments of where we spot that genius in our lives. And so it's not like, I can't really say that uh, soundtracks don't get their credit. 
that mm-hmm. they deserve. It's just more so one has to find out personally. What people focus on may be a different thing than, yeah. than contract, in your opinion. I mean, it may just be my my perspective because, like, I'm very much a, a fan of music. Like, music is probably, I won't say the most important thing for me, but it's definitely up there in terms of my enjoyment of of a show or a medium of whatever sort. Because, like, like music is always playing. That's the thing people don't, don't realize. Like, even if you're really not thinking about it, like, you're walking around in a store. There's music playing in the background. If you're walking um down the street or running down the street, most people will have mu- music playing when they're exercising. Like, music is a big motivator in terms of human, uh, human emotion and human. Like, people will use music to motivate them. People will use music to please them or to to set the mood for something or do something, whatever. There's always music going on in the background in terms of most people's lives. Like, when you have a truly silent moment, when you have that absence of music in some in whatever medium. That's when you know, oh, something's not right. When you don't have that, like when the music cuts out, or when you're in a song and like the beat cuts out of a song, that's when you know, oh, something's important around happening. Like when you have that absence, that's what really makes you realize, oh, there's something important going on. I have to pay attention now. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like uh, people are so used to music always like. I don't give it as much credence as it deserves, in my opinion. But I, I may just be a, a music nerd who's like talking, talking out as. Uh... <laughs> uh, I feel because, like, I feel like music sometimes can be a secondary um, medium to people watching something visual because you're trying to focus on two things at the same mm. time. So you're trying to watch and then listen, especially if music come on. Now you're having to do more work. So it's like, ah, your music gets overlooked just because you're trying to focus on too many things at the same time. Yeah. And then when you rewatch you don't need a lot, so many resources. Mm-hmm. So many uh, mental like, resources. Like, you watch something over and over and over and over again, it's like you start to pick up on it, you know, because you've already seen it through once. So it's like now you can tune into the little cues of the music and how phenomenal sound check is because now you can enjoy it without having to focus on too many things at the same time. Because mm. human, you only have so much you can focus on. <laughs> you can't focus on 10 million things. Yeah, like, human brain has, has a way of filtering things out that it doesn't need. <laughs> it feels like it's less important. So like, you might, yeah. you might physically hear something, or you might physically see something, but you're not comprehending it because your brain feels like, oh, this isn't, this isn't the most focus on whatever it may be. So like, if you're watching the show, you might be hearing the music, but you're not really feeling the music because, like, you're focusing on, like, maybe you're, you're watching something subtitled, so you're focused on reading. Or maybe you're watching a, yes. something, a movie, and you're focused on, like, what the character is doing on screen. Yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot. Um, especially when you're reading, like, watching it in sub. And it's a very, very important scene. You're trying to make sure you read. You're trying to hear the music right now. The music is something you're just like, okay, I'll talk back to it later. <laughs> it's not that important. Yeah, I, it's like not, I don't that. think people care. But it's just like you know, as a human, our attention spans only so much. We only pay attention to so much at once. Yeah, so like music is important, but it's like we can't focus on it at the same time. Unless you're that immersed into the world at the moment, then you probably pay attention to more of it. But if you're not that immersed, you're trying to focus on too many things at the same time. It's kind of hard to focus. On. 
Yeah, I definitely hear that. I definitely see that point. And the music there, I love, I want to hear the music, but sometimes I do. I feel bad because like, I tune out some of the music sometimes. I'm trying to focus on like the scene in front of me more so um, than the music. And I love music. So it's like, uh, well, okay, <laughs> I'll just rewatch it later. That's how it goes most of the time. See, because like sometimes people, if they're immersed like in a theater, you're immersed into the world when you're in a theater. Because like when you're watching something at home versus a theater, you you can't really get into it because mm. you have oh, you so many distractions. The surround sound and all these other uh, technological things that uh, you might mm-hmm. get in the theater that you won't have like at home. Yeah, exactly. Because like when you're at home, you have distractions. You got TV, you got your phone, you got the computer, you got this going. Then you may be washing clothes or something or cooking something. Or maybe you or maybe your 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 uh your significant other, maybe like your brother, your parent walks in the room and starts saying something, so you pay more attention to them and then go back to watching. Yeah, yeah. you think about like the viewing, like viewing at home, like even like anime in general, sometimes you may not pick up on things right then just because like you're doing 10 things at once. Like you may be reading subtitles, trying to watch the scene, make sure you're understanding what you're watching. You're not thinking about the music. <laughs> That's the last thing, the fifth thing on your mind. Yeah. Maybe the last thing. Because like when you're in a theater, you know, you don't have your phone out. Your phone's put away. Yeah. So your only focus is the screen. So it's like you have to pay attention. Like and of course you got the big speakers. So like you're immersed and you get to enjoy the how something's supposed to be presented and enjoy. It's like watching a TV show at home compared like just imagine watching Game of Thrones at a theater. It would be a completely different experience in a theater than it is sitting at home on your couch. That actually that is actually a pretty good idea. I kind of want to see like a that actually brings up a question. Um, this is sort of a, side, a sidetrack, but like it, it's a really interesting concept that you just brought to mind. And I, I saw Twitter uh, the, yesterday. Um, what there was this like setup where it was like a big. Uh, there's a seat inside of this um, like TV. Like the screen was all the way around almost. It was like this really cool setup. Like, what is a show or a, a video game or or a movie that you would like to see in like a, a format like that? Like, um, people are asking like, what show would you watch on this? A really cool. A TV screen where it was like wrapped around like what anime or I'm going to expand that question to uh, to maybe movies or TV sh- shows you might want to or video games you might want to play on that 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 medium I think I know what I think I know what uh, what I'm talking about it was like a picture. Uh, it was in a group chat that we were in um, I believe we both were in each so you might know what I'm talking about but uh, to explain it to like the people who are listening it was basically uh, like, like a, like a race car driver seat sit sit down in the middle of a room, and then there was a a screen, and it sort of wrapped around maybe about two third a third of the room, and it was like bent mm-hmm. and curved, and it was like really a really cool setup just to give you a visual that you can imagine. Um, what kind of movies or anime or TV shows or maybe a video game you would like to play in a setup like that? Yeah. Uh, as far as what I would use for that experience, obviously my so I would definitely would say some of my favorites like Cowboy Bebop, my Full Metal Alchemist, uh, my Champloos, my Gundams, my Dragon Ball, uh, Avatar. Like that, that, that kind of experience calls, in my personal opinion, like 
you watch like a shoujo manga or whatever on there, or like maybe a, a less act, action-oriented show on there. But I feel like a kind of setup like that just calls for like action. Like I would love to see Shamrock Sampoo on there, or Trigun, or uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, or any of these other things, or like maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. I would love to see on there. Some of these are more action-packed things that where shonen shonen shows could work on theaters, like. Like if you make it like a full length film, it works. Yeah, like those like, ball movies are great. Impact, the music they put into it, the animation, especially if it's really great animation. Yeah. Just imagine seeing Cowboy Bebop, the the movie that came out a long time ago. I believe it came out two thousand and one in Japan, two thousand two, and uh, here in the U S. But yeah, a while ago. Just imagine sitting there and sitting in the theater and watching that movie. I mean, that would have no, I would have been like five though, so I wouldn't have understood shit. <laughs> Me not five, not five. I think they re-released it in theaters last year. Did they? Or year before last? Year before last, either last year or year before last. Damn, I, I missed out. <laughs> I missed out till I was mad. I was like, damn. See, that's, <laughs> that's, that's sort of a, a side point, but I really dislike the way they release anime movies in America. Like, they be putting them on five screens. And, like, if you don't know about those five screens that are playing the movie, like, one day, you're fuck, you're screwed. I'm like, bruh. Like, you're missing out on so... Like, anime is a lot more uh, is established in America at this point. Like, they, they tried doing a few of those, like, big screen uh, showings with in the early 2000s with random shows or random movies, mm-hmm. and like, they didn't really do too well, because like anime was still like a relatively new medium at that point. I feel like at this point, you have enough, in the, enough of an established audience of anime fans, or maybe even people, just regular moviegoers that see a really cool uh, animated movie and might want to bring their kids, that I feel like it could, like you could have big screen, uh, like a uh, a uh, big layout, excuse me, rollout to movies like maybe you know, two thousand theaters or across the country, like Dragon Ball, especially. And you know, they don't really have that many theaters. They don't promote it as heavy as like a regular movie. So, like, if you're not tuned into the anime community, you really oh, wouldn't like, know about. Let's say, I feel like uh, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Dragon Ball uh, Super Broly, that that had like one of the biggest uh, rollouts in terms of anime movies, and there still is only like five. There's only like 500 theaters, and like I feel like Dragon Ball is on the same level as like a Transformers or a uh and a, a Marvel Marvel movie. Like those will come out on like 3,000 mm-hmm. screens simultaneously, and Dragon Ball only gets maybe 200, maybe 500 screens. Like I feel like the franchise is uh is able to support enough people who have interest in it to go see it, and plus it. Has limited showing, so it only lasts like, yeah. two weeks. They only show so like, like you'll only be it'll only be on screens for like three days, and if you don't catch it in that three days, you're you're shit out of luck. Like, that's, that's either a week or two weeks. If you don't get, and then the, those showings will sell out because there's so many people that want to see them. Like they'll buy them, like they'll sell out in like minutes, and you're like, damn, I really want to see this movie. But now I have to drive to like Wyoming to the only place where they still have a showing <laughs> that's not sold out. Not Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Not, not Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what? <laughs> 
that's right. You know, that's a good point. I never thought about that. That is true. That's like now if you notice they started to do more anime movies and releasing them in theaters, like regular theaters, but the showings are always limited. Like it's kind of hard with international releases here in the States. It's kind of hard to get to anime. Yeah. I don't know why though. It's just, I guess because it's still here, it's not as, I mean, it makes a lot of money, but I don't think it makes as much money as a Marvel movie. It makes more money in Japan, which is, of course, that's where it comes from. But it's like here, eh, you kind of like, you don't know who's really going to see it. I, you know, if they market it more towards children, like especially young boys, it would make more money like that. But, and you'd be able to, because like adults really don't care. Unless you've into, been into anime a long time, you're not going to really care to go see anime. Yeah. <laughs> but like your kids, kids, I hate to be like that, but market towards the children. <laughs> they the ones that make their parents like, hey, can we go see the movie, mom? Very true. Like, how many times did we make our parents go sit with us in a movie? They didn't want to go see. I know I didn't. <laughs> but, you know. You gotta, you gotta market to your audience. Like the demographic for uh, Tony and Mayla is little boys. The boys. They be buying, they be buying them toys. You gotta market to them. Yeah, like the Pokemon movie that came out when we were little kids. That made bank. (laughs) Oh Jesus, that made so much money. Yes, like and it came during Christmas season too. Oh, that made so much money. (laughs) Yes. It's crazy because, like, you know, they got like, you know, the drive movie that came out last year. I remember going to go see that. They had Matt Herp make sure I catch it before they take it out of theaters because, like, it's, you only have such a short amount of time to go see it. And then, you know, they got that My Hero movie coming out next month, this month, and this month. They got eight movie coming out this year. They could come out in March. And then a couple more movies that aren't confirmed dates yet. But, you know, I think it really just depends on the franchise. Hmm. See, Dragon Ball is a huge franchise. That's why they're able to make so much money off of it. But if it's not an established franchise that has a big cult following, it will not make that much money. That's why anime movies didn't work in the 2000s. Yeah. We got off topic. We talking about soundtrack. Now we talking about movies and anime movies. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't really care. I, I, I appreciate having these sorts of conversations. Like, I appreciate having the. Uh, Having these things where you just, it feels like you're sitting on the couch and you're talking to friends about stuff. And like, you start from one topic and then you build to another and then you, you sort of you sort of loop back around. Um, but I definitely appreciate you guys' uh, input on these these things. I mean, it's no problem. Oh, wait. You you kind of didn't answer. Uh, what what movies or uh, TV shows or what whatever you would like to, to watch on that setup? Shampoo. Shampoo. Eva, Eva, Demon Slayer. Yeah, the rest of the shows I watch, <laughs> Slice of Life, that would not work. <laughs> um, Game of Thrones, for real. Like, before it got to the last season, season five, and like a couple of. Uh, even, even in the, like, like, the last few seasons, like the, the battle with the. Where they have a, where they're coming, I forget where, it's the Lannisters versus um, uh, Daenerys' forces. That one would have happened on like a movie theater. Oh, you talking about the, what is 
the episode. Um, that is my favorite. Where you see like the Lannisters fighting the what are their names? Dragon. Ah, oh, <laughs> so damn it! It's gonna bother me. But uh, the warriors, uh, the ones that Cal Drogo has, I'm forgetting their names right now. But where, you're, where you see them fight finally on like Westeros, and then the dragons come through, like seeing that battle up on the big screen, that would have been pretty cool. Like that show was made for theaters, but you know, George R. R. Martin didn't want it to become movies, so it show instead. Like the the show I mentioned before, Legion, that would have been very fun mm-hmm. to watch on like a big screen. Seeing like the way they play with the the lighting and the the colors and mm-hmm. and the music, hearing the music and surround sound, and like having other people like in the audience that you can you can sort of you maybe you may not be looking at them, but you can feel their engagement or you can gauge how invested they are in what's being shown on the screen. Like, that's another thing about movie uh, watching that's pretty cool. The- Teen Titans, I just thought about Teen Titans. Oh, Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Definitely Teen Titans. Samurai Jack. Too. Samurai Jack. The last season of Samurai Jack was so good that it could have been the, the last season. Not the season it aired on Cartoon Network, but the season it aired on Adults. So yeah, the the final season. That was final season was so good. That was such a good series. I believe it could have been seen in There are certain episodes of uh, the Venture Brothers that I, I would love to watch in that kind of setup. What was your favorite Adult Swing show? My up? favorite? Growing up? Yeah. Uh, home, yes. home movies. That was a great one. I love Home movies, The Venture Brothers, definitely. Um, yeah. Growing up, what's what's another great one? There's there's so many, to be honest. Uh, of course, you had Boondocks come on during that time. Boondocks. Well, that that wasn't really Adult Swim. That that kind kind of floated around both of them. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was Adult Swim because it exclusively came on there during that time period before. It. Oh, uh, what's another great adult swimmer from my youth? Dang, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now, but there's a lot of good ones. Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken's a good one. How about you, Mitch? Harvey Dent. Oh, Harvey Dent, Attorney at Law. I love that show. Aqua <laughs> mm-hmm. Team Hunger Force. Another great one. Aqua Team. Oh, C Lab twenty twenty one. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's so many shows. It's so hard to remember because it's been so long. Funny shows really don't air anymore. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, I feel like that's probably a, a a good place to stop though. Uh, is there anything you guys would like to shout out or any other points you would like to make? Wait. He's falling asleep. I think so. That's snoring. That ain't no. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> okay, I'm, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it here. <laughs> 
Um, check out uh, Meach at the Spaces, excuse me, the Spaces the Place podcast and on, on Twitter at It's Your Boy Meach. Um, you can check out uh, Bree at the Scoop Podcast and also at OBO Sailing Souls on Twitter. Yep. Um, thank you again, you two, for joining me. I, I think I'm going to let you two go because Meach fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the sound, and I thought he was away from his mic, but I guess now that you pointed it out, that is. It's funny. Thank you guys again for joining me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to end the recording here. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Bree. Have a nice night. Sleep well, Meech. <laughs> <laughs> <I can't. laughs>